Unity of Farmington Hills, a positive path for spiritual living. started, I want to uh, extend a, a full heart's 
and soul gratitude for each and every one of you for your love, your support, your prayers as I was going through the getting used to my sister's transition. Thank you so much for all of the cards, all of the love, all of the prayers, everything. I appreciate that. So I just wanted to extend that thank you right now. I also want to thank my, my good friend Melanie for being here today. And uh, actually, you'll be seeing her again in a couple of weeks because she'll be speaking on the fourth Sunday as well. So yeah, so good to have folks that you can rely on and who walk this, this path with you and hold you up. I want to start off with something funny like I usually do. I heard this story about a minister who was uh, speeding on a freeway, and he got pulled over by the policeman. And a policeman, as he was walking up to the window and a minister rolled down the window, he, heard, he smelled alcohol. He was like, uh, so, sir, have you been drinking? And the minister said, no, I've been drinking. He's like, well, what's in the, he saw a thermos on the seat. He said, well, what's in the thermos? And the minister said, oh, it's water in there. He's like, really? Let me, sm- let me see. So he took the thermos and he smelt it. And once he opened it up, he could smell wine. He was like, uh, sir, this smells like wine. He said, oh, wow, Jesus did it again. <laughs> I thought that was kind of cute. <laughs> Man, wouldn't it be amazing if we could do that too? Now, I would make it into sparkling apple cider, but other people probably would make it into wine. I have never had the idea of even wanting, I've never had the idea of drinking or wanting it or whatever, but some people try to offer me, and I'm like, no, that's okay. I could just see me now. Now, just like if I, I've gone years, 13 years without, well, 15 years without meat, if I ate meat, how my body would react, and how, if I ate, drank something, how, woo, I'd be hanging off the rafters. <laughs> I'll be making those fans go myself. <laughs> so, like uh, Lauren said, we have been going, we, last week we did the burning bowl ceremony where we released those things that no longer serve us in order to prepare ourselves for the new. And we had also walked through the Advent with the consciousness of going through a journey of ascension in Christ, right? And so as we did that, when we were born into our new consciousness of Christ on Christmas Day, we were also primed and ready for a new name for this year. And it's awesome because every time we ascend in a consciousness or get an aha. You ever had an aha moment about God? And, and then when you get that aha, you get excited. In that moment, you get that aha and you're excited. What happens is you move into a, another facet of consciousness of who you are in Christ. And you become it. You can't let it go. You can no longer let it go. So today, what I want to talk about is, I can use my little clicker thing. If it works. There we go. Yeah, sometimes sometimes you feel like a nut. <laughs> sometimes you don't. Today they did. I want to speak on the ears to hear. And you know, because we are spiritual beings, experiencing and mastering spiritual law in this earth school through a human experience. We are always expanding and always evolving and always growing and developing. And the beautiful part about that is, is that when we are consciously aware of it, 
and consciously co-creating with God is even more wonderful than you can ever imagine. And there's this space of peace beyond all understanding that you walk on no matter what you're going through. It holds you through any experience, the happy times and the sad times. And this, even when the sad times feel like the valley of the shadow of death, which is what I kind of, I went through. That's a feeling that I had watching my sister drift away. It felt like going through the valley of the shadow of death because nothing you can do about it. Although you know it's exciting for her, you know you'll miss it. You'll miss her. You'll miss whoever it is you release. But that is any experience in our life that we have to let go of. Any experience in our life that we have to let go of that we are completely attached to. But when you move in a space of having the ears to hear, there's a phase that you go through. And the scripture that I want to use for our white stone therapy, I was about to say white stone therapy, really? (laughs) Okie dokie. Our white stone ceremony comes from Revelations, and it's chapter 2, verse 17. This is a very common scripture that is used for white stone therapy. See, I said it again. (laughs) White stone ceremonies. (laughs) And the scripture, I have it for us all to look at together. Uh, Good, it's big enough. Okay, I want you to read along as I read from the Bible. And like I said, I always use the New Living Translation I would suggest you take, and when you're studying scripture, use the different translations so that you can get a deeper idea yourself. So this says, and actually, before I get started, revelation means the unveiling of truth, the unveiling of that which is hidden, coming to the awareness of what's already inside of you. And in the revelation, it is actually Jesus channeling to one of the disciples, John, a message. And the first two chapters is a message to the seven churches in Asia. And what the churches represent are states of consciousness. States of consciousness. Okay? So in Revelation 2, verse 17, it says, anyone with ears to hear must listen to the Spirit and understand what he is saying to the churches. To everyone who is victorious, I will give some of the manna that has been hidden away in heaven. And I will give to each one a white stone, and on that the stone will be engraved a new name that no one understands except the one who receives it. There are three steps in this, three phases in this scripture that we are going to go through that is going to prime us and prepare us to walk into this white stone ceremony. You cannot come into a spiritual experience and a spiritual ceremony and a spiritual transition coming from a human perspective. You have to prepare yourself, which is why the fourth unity principle is always talking about using prayer meditation and denials and affirmations. Denials are statements using the power of your word to deny the power of anything that is blocking you from feeling the presence of God. Anytime there's discomfort, uncomfortability, worry, concern, anything outside of the truth, denials are used to deny the power of the thought that's causing it. You know you're thinking it if there's a feeling of discomfort somewhere in your body. 
You use the denials to deny the power of that thought, even if you don't know what the thought is. Sometimes I don't know what the thought is, and I'm sitting around anxious or worried, and like sometimes I might feel weepy. It's like, I don't know why I'm feeling this way. But God, I deny the power that that thought has that's creating this emotion inside of me. And then when I feel that, when you release it, you have to feel it in. The Bible says that when you clear out Seven, you clear out a demon, which is shifting the consciousness of an error thought, and you don't replace it with something else, it'll come back and bring seven more with it, which means that you come back into the consciousness, but more powerfully. So you have to, you have to shift it into an affirmation. And the best way to find the affirmation that works is find the opposite of what you're feeling. So if I'm feeling sad, and I deny the power of the thought that's causing sadness inside of me, I affirmed it I'm feeling peace and joy. And I might usually say, the joy of the Lord is my strength. So we're going to go into three phases of consciousness that we move through in order to prepare ourselves for the white stone ceremony. And the first part of this scripture says, read this with me, anyone with ears to hear must listen to the Spirit and understand what he is saying to the churches. This is, this is powerful. Anyone who has ears to hear. Having the ears to hear means to be in a space of receptivity, means to be open and receptive to the word of God, to be open and receptive to the truth and the spirit within. There was a disciple. Matter of fact, the first disciple called the first disciple and the 12 disciples, the 12 powers that we go through, that this represents. Anybody know the name? Simon. Before Simon became Peter. And remember we talked about in the Bible when Jesus said, who do they say I am? And he was directing our attention to what do we rely our, what do we rely our consciousness and our way of thinking on outside of us? And they said, Elijah, John the Baptist, they said a prophet reincarnated. And then he said, well, who do you say I am? And Peter, who was then Simon, stepped up and said, thou art the Christ. Simon represents being open to hearing and receiving, listening to and obeying the word of God or any spiritual aspect of law. And that's what this says when it says you must Listen to and understand spirit. And what are you saying to the churches? And the churches represent what again? State of consciousness. But what state of consciousness would this represent? It would be a spiritual state of consciousness. It would be that space that was left when you burned the whatever it is that you burned last week to prepare yourself for the new. It's looking past anything that's happening in your world and having the ears to hear the spiritual meaning of what's truly going on in your world. I had this little, uh, cute little story I heard about these frogs who were hopping along. It was six of them hopping along, and two of them accidentally fell into this well. And, they were, and the two that fell in were trying to jump up and get out. It was a deep well. And the other four around them were saying, well, you need to just quit. I don't know why you're trying to get out of there. They're just, 
they're just criticizing their frogs for trying to jump up out of the well. And it's like, you need to just go ahead and die. Why don't you just die? Now, they're hearing these words and being receptive to the words that are coming to them, right? One of the frogs, after a long time, just starts to slow down. The other one's going higher and higher. But one of them's starting to slow down and slow down, and all of a sudden, it just drops dead. Here's all of what was going on. It just drops it. But the other one, now they're, they're, they're really getting mad at this other one still jumping higher. Why are you jumping higher? Are you stupid? You can't get out of this well. But he's jumping higher and higher and higher. And they're just getting, going at him, going at him, going at him. And finally, he jumps out next to them. They're like, oh, my goodness, what happened? And later on, as they were talking to him, they realized he was deaf. And he didn't even hear what they were saying. He thought they were cheering him on to go higher and higher. When you have the ears to hear, you release anything from this physical world that's denying the power of who you are. And you seek through whatever words are being said through you or someone else, and you affirm the truth. And you encourage yourself in the truth of what's going on. In the truth of what's going on. And you let yourself rise up and be receptive to and obey what was going, what's going on? He thought they were telling him, yeah, you can do it. You can do it. And when we are deaf to the world and open to spirit, we rise higher as well. That's the first part of having the ears to hear. When you have the ears to hear, you're receptive. It doesn't matter what somebody says because you know inside. You hear it. You hear it calling. And not only do you hear it calling, you want to hear it more. How do you hear it more? You go inside and you prepare yourself and you prime yourself and you get yourself ready for it. You sit in that space with it. And then you follow what it tells you to do no matter what anybody else is saying. That's having the ears to hear. Jesus always gave parables. And after his parables, he would say, those who have the ears to hear, let them what? Hear. And those who have eyes to see, let them see. He's saying whatever it is in this parable that speaks to your spirit, open your spirit up and pull it in and receive it. And then be it. Listen to it and be it. Does that make sense? That's the first phase of having the ears to hear. The second phase of this scripture, oh wait, let's open ourselves up. I want you to just get in a space of knowing you hear what you're saying from the Christ self. And we're going to affirm this together. We're hearing it and we're speaking it from the Christ self together. I am open to spiritually hear, listen, and conceive and obey what Spirit is saying to me now. When you're receptive to the word, you're open to conceive what it is. You get impregnated with the ideas of God. And when you're impregnated with the ideas of God, you want to hear even more. What do they mean? What's the deeper meaning of it? Because you get, you get curious and you want to do more. You want to get deeper into what it means. And then facets of you open up and you get these ahas. That happens with me. I'm always, Melanie will tell you, and, and Michael will tell you. I've been on the phone with him, and I'll start talking. And I'm receptive, and I'm hearing, 
And all of a sudden, all these ahas come out and stuff that I've never said before in my life. And it's like, woo. And then I was like, I wish I'd recorded that. Because that's some good stuff, isn't it? I do. Like, thank you, Spirit. That's some good stuff, Maynard. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so the, when you have the eyes, the ears to hear and the eyes to see, you move into a place of being able to conceive. The next phase of Revelation 2, 17 says, let's read this together. To everyone who is victorious, I will give some of the manna that has been hidden away in heaven. Manna represents the word of God. Victorious. I wondered what that meant. Like, okay, Charles Fillmore, tell me what that means. And you know what? He has a meaning for it. That's what I love about Charles Fillmore. And like I said, if you get the, his book, The Revealing Word, and Charles Fillmore, as we know, is the co-founder of Unity with his beautiful wife, Myrtle Fillmore. But he's so amazing that he took the names and the titles and, 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 all, and different important events, and he gave the spiritual meaning of them in this book called the Metaphysical Bible Dictionary. It's a really powerful book to have as a resource. So that when you're reading something, you might know every name has a meaning somehow. You look in there, you see, what's that meaning? Oh, okay, it means this. And then you look and see, well, what kind of, what phase in consciousness does it represent? And Charles Fillmore give it to you. And in, in the, this phase of this scripture, he says that, the victorious, being victorious and having some of the manna means that it is when we redeem ourselves from bondage to sense. He said we shall be, be sustained by the inner spiritual food, which is hidden manna, and which is the understanding of truth. Now, what does that mean on, a, on another level? What it means is that you release your attachment to the human you release your attachment to what you're feeling, what you're seeing, what you're smelling, what's going on, the pain you're experiencing. You detach from that situation in your life right now, and you become rooted in spirit. You become rooted in truth. So far that when it's to the point where even when the storm comes, you ever heard how willow trees sway? You sway. You don't break, you sway. You might even sway backwards. No, I'm just kidding. I'm doing a matrix. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but you start to sway with what's going on, and you let it pass through you. We're here to have an experience to pass through each experience that will rise us up to a higher level. And when you move into a space of releasing yourself and detaching yourself from the human experience of it, and actually what it is, is what you're thinking about the human experience of it that you're detaching from. You're detaching from the thoughts, because the thoughts are what create your experience. If you think something is su you're suffering from something, you want to be suffering from it. If you're always worrying about something, you're always going to be worrying about it. It's going to cause some type of emotional suffering inside of you. My grandmother is still, after 13 years, complaining and, and, and unstressing and angry because she didn't help out with my mother's plans for when my mother passed away, her funeral plans. Well, y'all didn't call me, y'all didn't, but my mama didn't want us to. She knew, she told us what we were supposed to do. She just wanted her, mo her mother to be there and grieve the loss of her daughter. 
She didn't want to go through that. But she still talks about it 13 years later, and she, <laughs> she's putting her own self through suffering because she has not moved past the physical experience of it to get the truth of the situation. Your daughter is no longer there. The situation has passed. Her children were honoring and respecting you by honoring and respecting their mother, your daughter. But she doesn't see it from that perspective. When you do not take of the manna, which is the spiritual understanding of truth, you will walk through life suffering. Because you'll hold on to these thoughts that no longer serve, and they will bring you down. And not only that, they will cause illness in your body. How many of you know that thoughts that are fear-based cause a vibration in a body that can cause illness? Any of you know that? How many of you know that there are many, many, many people dying now of cancer, and it's connected to false thinking and error? It's a way of thinking that shifts the vibration within you. And what happens is the cells of your body all have a vibrational energy. You know there's an etheric energy around you. There's an emotional energy around you. There's a psychological energy around you. There's a spiritual energy around you. There's a whole lot of energy around you. But inside of your body, inside of the, in the cells of your body, there's also an energy that, go, that circulates around each and every cell. And when we are in a space of fear and error, what happens is the the, the energy around the cells starts to mutate and no longer communicates with the other cells, so they become rogue and start eating on the other cells. And when you're thinking that way, you cause error, to you cause vibration that lowers the vibration of your body and causes illness in the body. We are not created to think that way. We're created to live and be sustained off of the inner expression of spirit, which is who you are. So the other phase of having the ears to hear is to move into a space where you perceive the truth. You perceive the word of God and you be the word of God. You perceive it and you start to believe it. There's a scripture that says that faith comes by hearing and by hearing by the word of God. Anybody know that scripture or heard that scripture? Might have heard that scripture. The more you speak and affirm the truth, the more you start to believe it, and what happens is you start to perceive it. So we're going to move into the affirmation that is connected to this scripture that says, I am rooted in spiritual consciousness, and I perceive, believe, and manifest God's truth in my life. Together, I am rooted in spiritual consciousness, and I perceive, believe, and manifest God's truth in my life. So first you start to perceive, to conceive the consciousness of God because you're receptive to it. Then you start to per perceive it. Now, faith is the perceiving power of the mind linked with the power to shape substance. So you start to perceive it, you start to believe it, and then you start to manifest the word of God. The next phase is the last one, and this is the one that we're really going to be working on too as we use these white stones. Let's read this together. And I will give you to each one a white stone. And on the stone will be engraved a new name that no one understands except the one who receives it. 
Any of you have a nickname? I do. T- no, I don't have a nickname. Yes, I do. My sister calls me Casey. And, and some people call me Kales or Kale or KCC. So I have a nickname. And my brother has a nickname, Randy. And we know who we're talking about because of the nickname. It's interesting because my son's name is Dion and his father's name is Dion. But when you say Dion in one way, he knows who the father knows, my, my ex-husband knows who you're talking to. And when you say Dion another way, my son knows who you're talking to. They can both be in the same room and you can say Dion and the one you're talking to knows it. Because there's a vibration around his name that when you say it, he hears his name being called. And when my ex-husband's name is called, because there's a vibration around his name and your intention is going to that Dion, the way you say it, he knows it's him that you're talking to. When you walk in truth and faith, that becomes your rock and your foundation. Jesus told Peter, on this rock, when his name, when he said, thou art the Christ, when Jesus asked, who do you say I am? And Simon, who before he became Peter's name was Simon, he said, thou art the Christ. Jesus said, you know this because of the Christ within you. It is God that told you this. It wasn't your human side that told you this. He said, on this rock, he said, your name will be Peter. And on this rock, I shall build my church. And what did we say church meant again? Consciousness. It's a state of consciousness. He was not talking about a physical church. He was talking about a spiritual state of consciousness. That on the vibration and the foundation of faith, on the vibration and the foundation of faith, I will build my church. That will be the vibration you walk in. When we walk in a space of knowing fully who we are in God, like no matter what I go through, I seem to find myself back into the consciousness of God. Even if I'm upset, ooh, I can be upset sometimes. I think I told you guys I was mad a couple weeks ago. But what happens is, as I remember who I am in the faith of the Word of God, the truth of the Word of God, that I am not my emotions, I can ask God to shift that vibration of the thought and become the truth. The white stone represents faith. It represents Peter. The name represents the new facet of your consciousness, your new nature that you will be walking into, that we will each and every one of us be walking into. Because we have had the ears to hear and conceive, we've had the ears to hear to believe and to perceive and manifest the truth, Now we will have the ears to hear what it is is the next phase in our conscious vibration, in our conscious development that we are going to move into. Last year, my words were, I did it a couple times, my words were faith, trust, and truth. So I'd be dang on if I didn't have to walk in total faith, in total trust, and following my truth, no matter what was going on, whether I got on that airplane and thought it was going to drop, had to follow my total face when I was going down to graduate. It's like, I got to get on the airplane again. Are you serious? And now this year, I'm going to have to get on the airplane again. I'm going to have to have total faith and total trust that if it drops, it's in God's hands. But it's not going to drop. That's the truth. That's the truth, right? 
But you don't, once we get that, you don't leave it. So in this year, I will still be walking in total faith and total trust, uh, following my truth. And then this new name that's coming to me, I'll be walking in that as well. Because every time you find a new vibration, a new name, that's your new stepping stone to get to the next level. And then you get to the next level. But you carry it with you because it's facets of who you are. So let's see this. So take your white stones out. And hold them in your hand. Feel how smooth they are and allow yourself to become one with them. Just, this is your vibration, this is your foundation. It represents your faith. And I want you to recite the first part of this affirmation with me together. This white stone represents my faith in God, the foundation in which my Christ self unfolds. Okay, so feel it. And allow yourself to take a deep breath. Close your eyes and just take a deep breath in. And then open your eyes and let's say this second affirmation together. I am ready to receive my new name. And then just sit in that space for a second of knowing you're ready. You're ready to conceive it. You're ready to perceive it. You're ready to believe and manifest the truth in it. And you're ready to receive it. And then when it comes to you, write it down on your stone. If a couple words come, you can write a couple words. You got two sides of the stone. It's a two-sided stone. And when you write it, hold it to your heart. I'm going to give everybody a chance to write it down. This is a new facet of your conception, your conception of God that you were walking into manifestation of right now. We know that there's only one power and presence in this world, and it's God the good, omnipotent, but we also know that we are one with that. And being one with that, you have just gotten what you're moving into and as an expression of Christ. So let's affirm this together. Thank you, God, for revealing this aspect of my spiritual consciousness that I am to master this year. Let's say it again. Thank you, God, for revealing this aspect of my spiritual consciousness that I am to master this year.
And one more time. Thank you, God, for revealing this aspect of my spiritual consciousness that I am to master this year. Are you ready to be your new name? Yes? Yes. Yes? Yes. Thank you. Yes. I see you all blessed in it. Mine is love. And I see you all blessed in what yours is. And the beautiful part about love is that it's a unifying, connecting power and presence of God. So I see myself connected to all of you and lifting you up as you walk with me in love and as I walk with you in whatever your new name is. Thank you, God, for this divine gift of love. Thank you for opening us up into a new facet of who we are. And thank you for walking with us this year as we manifest that consciousness in our lives. And so it is. Amen. In the mirror, face to face with somebody less than perfect. I wouldn't choose me first if I was looking for a champion. In fact, I'd understand if you picked everyone before me. But that's just not my story. True to who you are, you saw my heart and made something out of nothing. So I don't need my name To be a lion, I'll roar beyond a song With every moment that I've got. for